hello, and thank you for joining the Dr. Whisperer podcast. I am your host, Sharon Feckety. I am the Dr. Whisperer, and I am so happy that you chose this podcast to listen to when there are so many choices out there. If you are enjoying the podcast, please consider writing a review or typing one, shall I say, and sharing it with somebody who might benefit or enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Sharon Feckety. I am the Dr. Whisperer, and I will be talking to you all today about recruiting and how how are we really treating our employees? So it's kind of a wide range topic there, but um, this is going to be all about our wonderful team, our staff. And it's very important to me. It's a very um, sore subject. I made a decision years ago, I shouldn't say years ago, probably just two years ago, that I was going to hang my hat up um, with recruiting unless I really, you know, believed that a client needed me. So I only step in when I really, to be honest, really, really like the person that I'm working with and and know that my services could be helpful because recruiting in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, is not where I am best served. It does not make me happy. Um, There have been, it is a tremendous job and one that I don't believe many people that are hiring in the medical industry, I'll just stick to the medical industry, understand how important it is. I don't think there is enough emphasis put on who is doing the hiring. I talk about this a lot. I have over the years, I've done interviews over the years. I've done speaking events, talking about hiring a dream team. It's one of the topics that I have spoken at in medical conferences in the past. And I talk about it a lot because I, it's so important. It doesn't actually matter at the end of the day that you have turnover. There's only one reason that you have turnover. And that is because of the person that is doing the hiring. And how are we treating our employees? How are we treating our staff? So to me, they go hand in hand. So let me tell you why I have come to discuss this topic with you today. I used to go in to medical practices and restructure the whole practice. Um, I would get hired to, because there was a lot of turnover. I was hired because um, they wanted to grow their practice. And I know that the only way to grow is to make sure that your infrastructure is really on solid ground. So I would go in and I would immediately want to meet with whoever is doing the hiring. So that is typically a manager. Now, this might not be what's happened in your practice, but this has been in many, many practices that I have worked with through the years. Many. The person that is hiring falls under a few different nuances. Number one, the doctor's wife. I mean, that is just all the time. This is private practice we're talking about here. I'm not talking about hospitals because that would just be weird. 
Um, that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen a lot when there are many, many offices. This usually, if there's one, two, three, four offices, there can be a wife involved or a husband. That's a little more rare. To be frank, I'm all about women's empowerment, but realistically, it's usually the wife of a doctor, a male doctor. And the person who is hiring has never been trained to hire. So this person falls under a few different categories. It's either the wife we mentioned, or this person used to work at the front desk, has been with the company so long that they moved up and now all of a sudden they're the manager. Or they were a really, really great nurse and they really, really understood nursing, great clinical experience. The doctor was like, you got to take this role as my manager. I need you as a manager. You know, you got to, I need somebody that can be stern. <laughs> Can't tell you how many times I've heard that. And then the nurse becomes a manager. Now the nurse is doing the hiring. So I know all of this because this is, this is experience. This isn't something I'm pulling out of the air. This has happened many times. So now I come in and I am meeting with the person who's doing the hiring before I meet with the team pre-pandemic, pre-going in and restructuring a practice. And I would have a conversation with this manager. Tell me about your hiring protocol. Tell me what that looks like. I put an ad out on Indeed. Okay, great. Let me see the ad. So the ad is copied and pasted from somebody else's ad and then tweaked to fit the practice that they're currently working in. That's majority, okay? That's another truth maybe you're not aware of. And then it lists all of the things that somebody is going to need to be and know, but they're going to be a medical assistant. Okay, so they need to be proficient in everything. Meanwhile, they're a medical assistant. So they're asking them, are you familiar with computers? Do you know how to do social media? <laughs> are, you, okay, are you good at answering the phones? But the job you're looking for is a medical assistant. So then they want to know why they're not getting great help. Well, the person wants to be a medical assistant. They don't actually want to do the other things. So you are putting somebody in a role and making them do more than what they're actually passionate about. So that's mistake number one. Or um, there's no background check. There's no reference checks. Now, reference checks, eh, you know, I've gotten a little more flexible with that over the years because I do realize that whoever is giving this re reference is going to lie or just they don't really know what their work ethic was or just doing them a favor. They became friends with them at the last practice they worked at. And, you know, they say, say great things about me. I know this because I've seen it and I've done it. I did that myself um, in my early 20s. So, but the background check, I have no flexibility there. Um, even if you think and somebody recommended and your neighbor and your cousin and uh, who cares, background check. I have been right at the cusp of listening to the doctor say, Sharon, don't worry about it. I know we don't need to do a background check. Okay, well, I'm still going to call Lenny. That's my guy. And he does a background check. And then, of course, I find out horrific things about what these people have done. Now, look, I believe in second, third, fourth, and fifth chances, but not when it comes to actually handling the finances in your practice. Okay, so moving on to the hiring process then. Then what does the training look like? 
Um, does everybody understand the psychology of the practice? Does everybody understand what doctor works best with what type of medical assistant nurse? Now, LPN, RN, big differences with everybody. NP, PA, you know, before we start the process, do we have an understanding of how this person is going to fit within your medical practice? Or are you going to be shuffling at the last minute? Like, oh, I'm not really sure of this person we are going to hire, this NP, can we build them out under my doc's NPI? All of these things we need to know. And the manager needs to know this stuff if the manager is going to be the one that's hiring. Okay, great. You hire a consultant like me, I'm going to help you. I'm going to try my best. But these are things that we need to know before we head out. And most of the time, a healthcare attorney of some sort or an attorney on retainer needs to be in place if you are hiring high-level practitioners, MDs, um, DOs, PAs, NPs, advanced practitioners. We need to know the rules and regulations of the states that we live in. Now, I worked in New York for many, many years. We hired PAs, NPs, MDs, DOs. Every state has different policies. So we're in Florida. Well, I'm in Florida right now. Pretty much you can get um, anything you want for nothing here. There's no rules. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. I mean, to me, if you can't wear, if you don't have to wear a helmet riding a motorcycle, it's pretty lax here in this state. But we really need to know our stuff before we start hiring. Now, here's something that's really, really important that I don't think enough people are thinking about while they're running their business, which happens to be a medical practice. How are we treating our team? Um, I have had some unbelievable instances over the last few years where I've seen physicians in the middle of an open room yell at their staff. I've had them take away benefits um, at a meeting uh, at, right before Christmas um, that they're no longer going to offer them any retirement benefits. Uh, and this is my first meeting coming into a practice before. I mean, I've seen it all. I have seen it all. So if we're going to wonder why there's turnover, the real question is how are you treating your employees? That's really all you have to ask yourself. Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool, and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I worked with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Thai Technology Rocks. What does that really look like? And as the business owner, if I am a physician, do I really have that experience? Should I should I be getting the help of maybe somebody like myself, a consultant, somebody else? I don't care who you use, just get some help. Or should I be hiring somebody that really, really understands how to do this? Because I have said this since the day I opened the Dr. Whisperer, which was, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, that if you have a great manager, you don't need me. 
And a great manager understands the hiring process, understands encouraging a great culture, understands mental health in the workplace, understands the importance of not making somebody come into a workshop on a Saturday morning via Zoom and uh, thinking it's going to be all of a sudden they're going to have this unbelievable kindness and customer service. We have to understand that. If people are quitting and they're saying the same thing over and over and you're not hearing them, the only person that really needs to take a step back and take a look is is the person who owns the business. That's really it. Um, It becomes very difficult. It's not difficult for me, but I watch this with staff in medical practices that really have some serious, serious complaints. And I have the great advantage of hearing this when I talk to staff members or when I'm hiring, when I'm recruiting, and they tell me all of their past history working in the industry and what, but most people just put up with it. Like, in my opinion, it's like, well, if you were having such a difficult time, why didn't you speak up for yourself? Everybody's afraid to get fired. Everybody, which I don't know, in my mind, there's a big problem there if you're afraid to speak your mind that you're going to get terminated. And, you know, in the healthcare industry, there's such a demand and such a need for great help. You almost have to kill somebody in order to get terminated. So what are you so afraid of? We need to speak up more. We need to, we need to have a safe space in a Zen environment, maybe with some trees in the background and some meditation to start our day where people can feel safe speaking their mind before they leave. So if you are a practice that has experienced a lot of turnover, there's only one question to ask. What am I as the business owner doing wrong? And am I ready to hear the truth? Because, you know, I have been called the truth slayer for many years. You know, some people think I'm too strong with my delivery, or maybe I could back that New York in me up. It's never going to happen. I'm always going to be this way because my whole goal is to help. And the only way to help is to be honest and have open communication, to have kind candor, right? To be realistic, to look at the bigger picture, to not, you know, when When we have somebody that is doing the hiring that maybe doesn't have experience in hiring and they're starting to make decisions, maybe, I don't know, based on how somebody looks physically, there's a bigger problem here, people. There's a bigger problem here. How are we doing our interviewing? What does that even look like? Um, And what are you basing your call on? Is it because you didn't like how they emailed you? Is it you didn't like that they had a tattoo? Is it that you, you know, what is it? I've just seen too many good people slip through the cracks based upon upper management's really immature judgments. And that's just real talk, people. I have had... Well, I've just had a lot of experience in this and I want to be able to help. So how can I help you today? Well, think about your ad first. If you are a manager or if you own a practice, you should really think about your ad. It is 2022. If you are just going to list all of the things that somebody needs to, it's like being a brain surgeon to come in and answer the phones at this point, the things that I see listed. 
can, can we start with things I always put in my ads, um, depending on what the position is, but I always make it personal, like looking, seeking a happy person with a bubbly personality to engage and make our patients feel welcome. Because if the end goal isn't to actually help the patient, well, God, we're going to have to do another show about that. But that is the goal. The goal is that everybody that comes into your office, everybody that calls your office feels welcomed, appreciated, cared for. I myself personally am in the middle of having almost a breakdown about trying to get through to a certain practice that just is horrible at returning phone calls. I've emailed, I've called, I love voicemail, you know, message in a bottle next, but we have to get better ourselves in communication, right? We have to get better with, I don't know, like handling the truth, right? There was something to that movie when he said, you can't handle the truth. Who was that? Jack Nichols? It's true. So many can't handle the truth. And in business, it becomes really, really difficult. So make sure that whoever is hiring is not you, doc. It can't be the doctor. Now, I think the manager the hiring specialist, the HR rep should be the first line. And then you like navigate the one, you weed out the ones that you are not interested in. And you only bring in two or three max. Don't have too many decisions. You know, don't second guess yourselves. You feel something is wrong about somebody. That means it's wrong, right? I have one, a candidate right now, I'm helping somebody. They didn't capitalize their first or their last name on their CV, which means they are a high level practitioner, but they didn't capitalize their names. Like what, what, where, who? So I, I immediately know, immediately know. And if you're on TikTok, you'll understand that reference immediately know. So I think it is very, very important that we all spend time thinking about our hiring processes, thinking about who is doing the hiring. You are better served farming that stuff out to a professional. I'm not saying me. I just told you before. I'm not really, I don't really love it unless I love the doctors that I'm working with. And they're a special group that can actually listen. Um, I really think it's important that you send it to a professional, let them do it all because it is a trying task. People don't show up, they cancel, they don't respond to your emails. They um, don't know how to navigate through a calendar invite. They don't know how to use Zoom. It's a mess. But like, you have to think about where you are best served with your time. I am not good at accounting. So I have an accountant. I'm not good with invoicing. So I have a bookkeeper. I am not good at creating content on Canva. So I have a digital media specialist doing that for me. I know what I'm not good at. So right, it really all comes down to self-awareness at the bottom, at the root of all of this. Are you self-aware enough Do you understand, take a moment, take a breath, that your business can only flourish if your team is flourishing? Are you treating your team well? But is the person hiring your team qualified? 
Everybody thinks it's so easy to hire for some reason. I have a really great gut instinct, honey, please. It is not just about that. And stop with the Myers-Briggs. I mean, this is 2022. We have to stop. We have to come into the world that we're living in. Stop with all of that insanity that it's millennials. Millennials are phenomenal. They're the best. And Gen Z's too. Enough. We have to have people doing the job and you have to pay them. You have to pay them. Yeah, it's not free. Nope, it's not free. You as a doctor, you don't have free services unless you know you're working at a clinic. So everybody has to pay for great service. It's the same thing with recruiting. It's the same thing with consulting. It's the same, it's the same, it's the same. So man, I'm going off on a tangent. I'm going to stop myself. I hope you put some more thought into your hiring practices in 2022, please. If you have had a track record of turnover and picking the wrong people and somebody has embezzled money or, or somebody has committed a crime on your pra- in your practice, if somebody's having an affair with uh, nurses on the job, you might want to take a look at yourself. This is a really great time to reflect as we all hopefully merge out one day of this pandemic that we all do some self-reflection. What am I really good at? Let me focus on what I'm good at. And if it's a doctor, you're really good at like saving people's lives. That's what you're amazing at. Not to say that you don't have other talents. I'm quite sure you do. But I promise you, You are literally taking a pile of money and lighting it on fire. Poof! If you don't spend the money to make it a money, you got to spend the money to make it a money. And that's it for today. So enjoy the rest of your month of February. And I look forward to seeing you one-on-one like this again in March. And if you are looking for a truth slayer, medical conference, healthcare speaker, or somebody to come in and do a workshop about hospitality and healthcare, I'm your girl. If you need recruiting, eh, I probably have to know you, but I could refer you. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review or share it with somebody you know and care about that would benefit from listening. But more importantly, If you are thinking about advertising your business in the year 2021, sponsoring a podcast is major. 44% of people pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than any other media. And 37% agree that advertising on a podcast is actually the best way to reach them. 70% have considered a new product or service after hearing an ad on a podcast. And I'm one of those people. And this is all according to Edison Research. Don't believe me, believe the research. So if you're interested in sponsoring, give us a shout.